A Samoan academic says the latest ruling by the Samoan Supreme Court regarding the swearing-in of women MPs just underlines the need for a review of the country's electoral laws. The Supreme Court in Samoa today ordered Parliament's Speaker to swear in three additional women MPs to the Legislative Assembly. This includes two opposition HRPP members and one from the ruling Fast Party, which, if carried out, would boost the number of seats in the House to 54. This would also bring the number of women MPs in the Assembly to seven, one more than required by the Constitution. To help navigate this complex situation, I'm joined by Auckland University law lecturer Fuimauno Dylan Asafo. Welcome back on Pacific Waves. I think we should start by going backwards a bit. If you can please frame for us again the events that led to this issue originally ending up in court. Yes, so last June at the height of the Samoan constitutional crisis, the Court of Appeal, um, which is the highest court in Samoa, decided that the minimum number of women MPs required in Parliament is six. This was quite controversial because the text of the Constitution says the minimum or the quota is five women. But the court at the time took a liberal human rights interpretation to promote gender equality in Samoa and ruled that the minimum number of MPs should be six. Um, the Court of Appeal is the highest court, so that decision was final and cannot be challenged. So because there was only five women MPs elected at the time, it was clear that one more woman needed to be added. And according to the Constitution, the woman who should be added is the woman candidate who was unsuccessful in the election, but had the highest percentage of votes in her electorate compared to all other unsuccessful women candidates in their electorates. Um, And based on the result, the woman with the highest percentage of votes would be a woman from the HRPP. Um, And her name or title is Ali'i Malemanu. However, things got more complicated because the five women MPs then became four women MPs because one of the five, her title is Leota, um, had resigned. Um, And this is because she had an election petition brought against her and she chose to resign as a part of the settlement rather than having the court determine the petition. So then there's a need for two women MPs to fill that six-woman MP minimum. This remains the case because no woman um, won in the by-elections last November either. And so the next woman is also from the HRPP. And so um, the head of state issued a warrant of election guided by the electoral commissioner's calculation based on the constitution and said um, that these two women candidates who are unsuccessful should now um, be elected and sworn into parliament so that that six um, quota um, can be met. Um, However, a week and a half later, the speaker issued a press release saying that because the warrant in the electoral um, commissioner's calculation method uh, is being challenged by the fast party in court, that they would delay the swearing in of those two women until the court has made its decision. And so the two women from the HRPP, they challenged the speaker's decision, saying that it was unlawful, uh, which was one of the proceedings uh, that, the, that the Supreme Court decided on today. Thank you. And that brings us up to, to where we are now. So what is the ruling today and, and how does it, what, the, what are the actions and impacts? So the Supreme Court declared that the Speaker has a constitutional duty to swear in the two women from the HRPP as MPs um, as soon as possible um, without any delay. And also there is that um, further um, issue um, saying uh, that there should be a third um, woman added as well. Right. And and 
sorry, my math's a bit off here. So with the third woman added, would that then be seven? Yes. Um, very interesting because the addition of the third woman is a separate um, legal issue under the constitution. Um, the court isn't set isn't saying or going back on what the Court of Appeal said last June and saying that there should be um, a minimum of seven. Um, They are saying that there's a different provision within the Constitution. Um, This is Article 44, Clause 1E, um, which says that if a woman resigns um, from her seat um, and a man is then elected to take on that seat, um, then um, a woman candidate who is um, unsuccessful but has the next um, highest percentage of votes um, is able to be um, elected and sworn in. So it's a completely um, separate issue in the court's view. They said that there's another provision within the constitution which allows um, a third woman to be added. Right, and that's for Liotta who resigned for re- regarding that petition um, issue that you mentioned earlier. Yes, because Liotta um, resigned um, and because a man took her um, place in the by-election, then it's... Um, According to that provision in the Constitution, a third woman should be added, regardless of whether the constitutional quota of six has been met or not. Very interesting. Now, maybe just a bit of analysis from yourself, like all of, all of these intricacies, um, the, I guess the, at the core of it is, is women's participation in, in Parliament, right? And, and do you see the laws matching up with that intention in, in your view? That is definitely what um, the court's uh, decision was driven by, um, was the need to promote um, gender um, equality um, because the Attorney General uh, was trying to argue that there should not be a third woman added um, and that Article um, 44, Clause 1E um, should not be activated when the quota has been met up. So if there's already six, then there's no reason to put in a seven. Um, But... Um, The court was of the view that there should be seven, there should be another um, woman added, um, because it's not clear, um, or Parliament did not clearly um, say that if the quota is met up, then Article 44.1e cannot be activated. Um, They are two distinct provisions. And and, um, um, probably probably veering a bit away from the judgment now, the uh, for those interested, uh, my understanding is that uh, even with all of these changes, the fast party majority is is still quite large compared to HRPP. So no political movements as a result of all of this. Uh, no changes uh, in the majority um, at the moment. Fast has thirty one seats to HRPP's twenty two. Now, with with all of this, this sort of are we at sort of the tail end of all of the the legal. Uh, challenges and uh, and this this period of of constitutional crisis, but also of of just Samoa's laws sort of standing up and and charting a path out of of this kind of a, a crisis. Unfortunately, it's not clear um, if things are over. Um, parties can still challenge the Supreme Court's decision to the Court of Appeal. Um, so there is room for further developments um, regarding these seats. Um, held by the woman. Um, and also something that the crisis has um, shown is that Article 44 um, has been poorly drafted um, and that it's not entirely clear in these tricky situations what the courts or what um, political actors should do. Um, so there's a major need um, for Parliament to 
revisit um, the provision and to um, take submissions um, from the public as to how the article can be clarified, can be improved so that there isn't um, these tricky, tense situations after elections have taken place in the future.